Hello, hello. Um, wow, welcome to our first podcast session, I guess. Hello, Chavatino Hazarat. <laughs> I just, I've always wanted to say that in a mic. Live your best life, Assalamu my alaikum, Chavatino Hazarat. <laughs> my dad it. would be so proud. Yes, he would. Good job, Roha. Thanks. I know two whole words in Urdu. Look at you go. So I think we should introduce ourselves. I think yes. that's usually how people start these things. Do you want to go ahead? Oh my God. You're letting me introduce myself first. Ladies first. You know how it is. Oh my God. So 2018. Mashallah. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Roha. Um, Hamna found me along the way. I was just a sad little kid in undergrad <laughs> crying in this hallway. And she was like, oh my God, let me help you. And now I'm trapped in a recording studio. So here we are. Cool. Um, do you want to tell people anything else about you? Girl, I don't know myself. I'm going through an existential crisis. This is the point of this podcast. Okay, fine. Um, introductions up for me, I guess. Uh, my name is Hamna. Um, I, I find it really weird to introduce myself. <laughs> I never know what part of my identity I should start yeah. with. Um, and maybe this is where some of that like Eastern versus Western thinking comes in, right? I just said Western <laughs> with a V. Um, that lets you know where my brain is at. I'm clearly thinking about Desi things. I was listening to Coke Studio before we started this, so that's where that's coming from. Um, this but yeah. is Woke Studio. Psych. We don't actually have a name yet, but we're getting yeah. there. We're getting this is there. a very self-exploratory podcast, so I hope you guys let us figure this out. All two of you that are going to be listening. I'm pretty excited. I'm Me pretty excited. too. Um, back to introductions. Uh, wow, that was really long. <laughs> so my name is Hamna. I am... I work in student affairs. I guess that's fair enough to start with. Roja is looking at me like I just killed somebody. Oh, my God. I'm just trying to tell people who I am. You said you didn't want to talk about yourself, and I'm just, like, giving them your resume. Not my resume. I'm just telling people where or what field I work in. I oh think it's God. pretty cool. I think it's pretty cool, too. I think yeah. she's going to be the president of the university one day. And I'd then she's like, going to be that boss's boss. I'd like to think that I I'm a. aiming higher. I-A, I-A. Inshallah. Um, but yeah, I work in student affairs and um, recently finished my undergrad a, over a year ago. feels kind of weird to say that. Um, I'm doing my master's right now. It's Life is hectic, but it's good. And that's me in a nutshell. I'm also trying to be somewhat of a writer. I'm super into writing poetry. I don't Ooh. usually tell people that, but I'm trying to be brave. I'm trying to put myself uh-huh. out there, so... Uh, we got yeah. a little roomie on our hands, y'all. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so. my God. I feel like I should do, like, justice, too, and, like, introduce myself more than because that was really good. Um, I'm just finishing up my last semester of undergrad in the sciences, uh, and I think that's about it. And I just, uh, I've always wanted to do a podcast, so this is why we're here. Um, and this is, again, very self-exploratory. I don't know what I'm doing next. So I'm very much in a space of like, okay, now what? So I hope this helps me figure it out. I think it will. It's funny because both Roha and I come from a science background, but mm-hmm. it's interesting that our interests align in the arts. Both of us have like more than one passion project that we're working yes. on together. And none of it is... Passion know. project. I like that word. Sorry. Yeah. 
it's it's my go-to anytime people ask me what I do outside of work yeah. I'm like oh I have like two or three passion projects <laughs> passion project oh my god Ew, okay can we stop saying that now <laughs> okay so um for our very first episode I guess uh we want to chat about <clears throat> do we want to delve into a little bit of why we're doing this apart Definitely. from it being exploratory and everything yes um one of the big reasons this came about this passion project came about was because Rohan and I spent a lot of time chatting with each other about current issues whether it's about politics yeah. or arts or media whatever it is right um and- we love chatting about it, and we love bringing our individual perspectives into it. And and since we're both very attention-seeking, we were like, why isn't anyone hearing our brilliant ideas? Basically. <laughs> no, we just think that the podca- podcast-verse needs uh, more brown women voices. And I guess we're just trying to fill that void ourselves. Because as Kumail Nanjiani bravely said on why his depiction of brown women in that movie was so shit is because we're not making spaces for ourselves. So you know what, Kumail? Thank you. You've inspired me so much. Here I am in my university recording studio doing something. Thanks, Kumail. Yeah. I don't think I want to credit him for this, but I hope you guys know that was sarcasm. Oh, my God. You should have seen her face while she was saying that. It was priceless. Um, But yeah, no, I I completely agree that I think I'm somebody that believes that I owe it to other people to make sure that Mm -hmm. they see themselves and represented in different forms of media. Right. Um, And someone's got to step up and eventually do this do this thing i've been listening to a couple of pretty cool podcasts actually that inspired me to do this shout out to uh bollywood boys y'all are killing it um it's really cool to be able to search for media and find something that i can resonate with so deeply mm-hmm. it's okay. kind of weird saying that i resonate with bollywood so deeply like no, it's man. ingrained it's in me cool. but it really is it's cool um i feel like for me shout out to the apartment on youtube um, with Ali and Baluch, I really, really no, bro. Is it Asif and Baluch? I I messed that up, bro. <laughs> oh my god, I'm so sorry. I know you guys are never gonna listen to this, so it's fine. Um, it's all good. But yeah, um, but yeah, listening to listening to folks just talk about their perspectives is super cool, and um, you know, I really think that we need more representation. We need more diverse voices to be heard. Um, I come from a Pakistani Muslim immigrant background, living in a small town in Canada. And, you know, that's not a voice that I hear very often. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of why I'm here. I mean, I come from the exact same background, except I'm not from a small town. I'm from a big city. So that's the only thing I have going for me. Thank you. Just a small town. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God, your golf is speaking. It really is. Oh, my God. Okay, cool. Um, so for today, one of the things we wanted to chat about, apart from, you know, telling you, framing this podcast, I guess, uh, was something we saw together. Roja, do you want to introduce that a little bit? Yes. Um, I saw the love of my life, uh, Hassan Minhaj, doing his stand-up in Toronto. Um, yeah, he's one of my biggest influences in comedy i personally would like to dabble into stand-up comedies someday and i feel like this show was very um life-changing for me 
Um, it was really cool to see someone that I've admired on YouTube for so long, you know, over this whole journey and then finally him culminating to doing this show which was called Before the Storm. Um, and it was basically a promo for his Netflix show that's coming out called Patriot Act, which I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was really, really cool seeing, you know, one of like I guess your role models make it big and seeing them live. Hassan Tai <laughs> We love you. <laughs> Um, really though, yeah, it was it was amazing. Um, I tweeted this out earlier, but honestly, seeing brown people succeed at what they do and be really good at it, that's the kind of shit I want to put my money behind. Yeah, I'm definitely. broke, but you know, I'll put it on my credit card. You're on my OSAP flex. Shout out to OSAP. <laughs> you know, my OSAP hasn't come in for grad school, so your the girl hell? is struggling. Oh my god, guys, we need to have a GoFundMe for Hamna. <laughs> Okay, it's not that bad. I do have a job. Oh my god, congrats. (laughs) You're welcome. What? Never mind. Um, But you know what? If anybody does want to sponsor this podcast so your girls want to make some money, please do that. Please do that. Where's Zabiha Halal? Do they they sponsor (laughs) things? It depends if this podcast stays Zabiha Halal. And by the way our track is going, I don't think so. Probably not. Um, Back to Hassan Lodge. Back to Husband Minaj. It was yeah. honestly super cool to be able to see somebody like that yeah. in Toronto and, you know, just be really entertained. Like, yeah. he's hilarious and he's so good at what he, what he does because his comedy is super intelligent. I find it's that very intelligent. It's very layered. Um, he doesn't rely on the slapstick of, oh, my God, I'm a brown guy. Oh, it's so hard for me. It's very, it's layered. And he builds up the joke a lot. And I feel like... Um, I've heard some people criticize his comedy for not being deep enough, and I think it's the exact opposite. They don't know where he's coming from a lot of the time, and I guess one of my biggest takeaways from the stand-up was that he wasn't afraid to speak his mind about certain topics that I thought were like, oh, hush-hush, we don't talk about this in the mainstream world. Right, right, right. His tour is over now, right? So we can talk about what was in his thing? Yes. Or in his routine? Yeah, it was... Um, honestly, I was surprised. He's ta- he's tackling serious issues mm-hmm. like the refugee crisis, the immigration issues in the states, uh, terrorism scares, things like that. And he's openly talking about mm-hmm. these things on stage. And I think it takes a lot of intelligence and also a lot of tact to be able to talk about them in a humorous way without offending your entire yeah. audience and like you just, know, making something good out of it. Yeah, and honestly, just the subject of Islamophobia itself, it wasn't just like, oh, this only happens in the States. This is a very American phenomenon. He spoke about it on like a global level. And uh, when he called out India, bro, I was shook. I was like, dude, do you need a visa to get back to Like, what is this? I was, I thought that was very, I think that point I was very confused and very, um, also interested in what he was going to do with that next but we've seen Hassan do that at the White House Correspondents Dinner as well mm-hmm. he didn't care who he was talking to he always um, what I admire about him he stands for the truth and yeah. I think that's important we need to criticize ourselves and point out the flaws in our systems if we need to move forward I think that's what we're all about critically analyzing the world around us yeah, and it's really refreshing to be able to see somebody do that. Mm-hmm. 
Also, pretty sure we saw the entire brown population of the GTA that day. Holy shit. Oh my god. (laughs) Never seen that many brown people in one place before. It was kind of cool, though. I like, I'm not saying that in a critical manner. It was actually kind of cool. You just look around and you're like, hey, all these people are like me. And for me, that's so rare because Guelph is a very white town. It's, I step out of the house and I don't see anybody looking like me you know i don't see random brown people walking around because this is very much like a white people area so to you know just to go to a show where you can you can see people like you and then the content is also something you can relate to so well is pretty amazing it's a super cool feeling i think that's the interesting part about our relationship the fact that you grew up in a small town and for you that was a lot of like I guess brown people right but then for me though it was an overwhelming amount of desi people um it was like a little high school reunion i saw so many people that i hadn't seen in such a long time and i think that's the entire experience that's our different perspectives Mm -hmm. Um, me navigating my journey uh, growing up in a very multicultural very desi city and then moving to this small town and being like oh my god where am i yeah, can you imagine what I felt like when I moved here? Oh my god, I cannot. And, Tell them. Uh, so I moved to Guelph from UAE. I lived in Sharjah for about 10 years, so most of my life. Um, and then when I was around 15, I moved to Canada and moved straight to Guelph. So we didn't go to like Toronto or Mississauga or Brampton or you know any of those mm. bigger areas that are multicultural. We came straight to Guelph in oh freaking God. December. And I just, I remember looking at my dad and being like, you brought us to a village. This is a village. Oh um, and he laughed. Uh, you know, it was funny to him because this is where his parents lived and his brothers lived. So for him, this meant connecting with his family. But it was so foreign to me. And the culture shock was uh, terrifying to an extent. But I think that's something we'll get into later, maybe in another episode, because there's so much else that goes into unpacking that culture shock mm-hmm. yeah so small town life that's what i've been about lately not lately for the last <laughs> nine years now actually lately yeah just casually mm-hmm. what else do we need to talk about um can we so we just talked about you know hassan minhaj love of your life oh my god i don't want to say that oh it's a very platonic it. love of my life <laughs> if that's possible can we, can we talk about the non-platonic love of my life yeah with a disclaimer that i fall in love at least five times a week um i thought you were gonna but... say five times a day and make like a namaz joke and i was like whoa oh shit Aww. now you now i feel bad about not you doing should that. shit <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> zabia halal if you're still looking to They'll sponsor never... us <laughs> Okay, Zabiha Halal is out, girl. You need to reach outside. Like, okay, fine. <laughs> I'll have to. I'll have to network a little more. A little more. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I'm talking about Alicia T. Okay, so like I said, I was listening to Coke Studio before we started this, and I've really liked Coke Studio for many, many years. Um, for me, it was something that introduced me to. A part of my culture that I'd never really connected to before. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I wasn't really familiar with Pakistani music growing up. Actually, I wasn't familiar with any music growing up. But <laughs> <laughs> you stop laughing at me, okay? <laughs> my parents are pretty religious, okay. unless it came to Bollywood movies. <laughs> 
selective religiosity. We need to talk about that too. I know, right? Oh Um, my god. So yeah, but no, I never really connected with Pakistani music growing up. But Mm -hmm. then as an adult listening to Coke Studio, and I'd listen to all these like renditions of older songs and I found them to be so beautiful Mm -hmm. that actually motivated me to go look into the originals. And then finally listening to people like Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan or the Sabri brothers for the first time and connecting to that and really feeling the soul of that music was so incredible. So I know that Coke Studio gets a lot of shit for, you know, their music. Not everybody likes it, which is fair. Um, And I'll get into that in a little bit. But for me, it was so key in helping me find my roots and connecting with that cultural music. So I really appreciate what they do. Until this year. Oh my god. Are we talking about my introduction to Coke Studio and then we like navigate to this year? Sure. Yeah, so um my experience was very much like I was a very spoiled child that only wanted to listen to like whatever pop music that was on, even though I don't keep up with music that much. So every time Abu would have like Kavali's on and I was like, Oh my god, what is this music you're listening to? Stop it, Papa, I wanna listen to something else. Um, and it was just very different. Um, again, me being introduced to Coke Studio, you know, having my diaspora Desi Kid crisis and finally coming upon some of those gems and then backtracking once again and then listening to Kovali. It was so interesting something that i had like pushed away for so long and oh my god this sounds like a poem oh my god i was away from my roots for so long now i'm here i don't (laughs) want it to be that way it's not it's just it's interesting how this music genre i really really disliked it when i was young but now i'm absolutely in love with kovalis and you know just they're beautiful owning that yeah Yeah, they're they're so beautiful and it's it's kind of cool, I think, for me to see Coke Studio become part of, like, popular yeah. Desi culture because it normalizes it a little bit. Not to say that you should only like things that are normalized or popular, but... No, but, like, we didn't grow up with music, so I think for us it was a very foreign thing, too, right? To mm-hmm. like music, to appreciate at least, like, folk music even because, like, um, I guess in an Islamic household, music isn't... Uh, there's no importance placed on it, even though we have such a rich cultural history of telling our stories through music, right? Mm-hmm. Um, which uh, honestly is a really good segue into our next point. Hamna and I were really, really lucky um, to see a certain person live, the yes. non-platonic love of our life. Um, yes. oh that was a, a journey, to say the least. I'm blushing a little bit. Um, so um, Alice T was performing here in, in Toronto at the Aga Khan Museum. He, it was part of a show called Misake Ishk. What does that mean, Roha? I can't remember. I think it was like the, the covenant of love. Yeah. Um, and it was talking about the covenant of love, of love between God and mankind. Um, so the show was, um, it was a bit of a three-way performance. It was Alice T. He was singing. Um, Noah Georgeson, he's a composer. He was playing the guitar mm-hmm. with Ali. And then Dr. Ali Asani, who's a professor, um, he had taught Alice T. when he was a student at Harvard, um, he was there telling the story behind the Ghazals and the Kavalis that yeah. Ali was singing. And it was super cool to first learn about the history and the background of where this music was coming from. And then hear Alice T. singing it was just, it, it floored me. I had goosebumps the entire time because this man has the voice of an angel. 
his voice is very good i'm not gonna lie i feel like humna and i had very different experiences though mm-hmm. let's um, let's unpack that a little yeah, let's talk I need about to that unpack that mm-hmm. honestly great great experience i don't want to say any bad things about it but for me um those kovalis are very much a spiritual experience and i felt like at the end of the day it was too technical um, and I think that's good that we have those two experiences. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed it. Like, I'm not going to say I didn't enjoy it. But for something that I regard as almost like spiritual form of worship, right? Like, those um, stories, they are praising God and his beloved. Um, it felt too technical. The fact that when those stories were being told, terms of endearment weren't being used. Sallallahu alayhi wa wasallam wasn't being used. It was just very, like, there was a disconnect that I knew that this wasn't just, like, you know, um, in the most Sufi tradition, mm-hmm. you're learning about God. It was very much like, hey, this is a theatrical performance, mm-hmm. and we're connecting two elements together. So that's just, like where my dissonance arose and um, my only criticism of the event to say. Uh, but overall, it was really, really good. But I think that's that, again, comes from my background of, like, having a father that really, really um, believes in Sufism and um, listens to that almost, you know, spiritually to mm-hmm. say. Yeah. So, yeah, and that I, was my disconnect with it. I think that's a fair critique, right? And that's that's going back to the whole point of critiquing something is that you can enjoy it, but you can still find things that yeah. weren't perfect, and that's fine. Yeah. Um, I agree with you there in the sense that, like, with, well, the technical piece, right, I don't think my ears have listened to enough rock to be able to say yeah. when something is too technical or it isn't but i agree that the show was catered very much to yeah an elite western audience um so Again. you know when yeah. it wasn't like going into a kavali show and you're like sitting on the floor exactly. on these floor cushions and stuff it was in a theater um yeah you know you you I, so we were talking about this earlier and um but i basically concluded upon that Another reason why I had so much dissonance surrounding this is that it, I think this is where my identity crisis arises, that I want to be able to enjoy Kavali music. I want to be able to enjoy Sufi music. But again, to take something that's so pure and raw, you know, and um, at the end of the day, uh, for a different class in Mm -hmm. Pakistan, you never, it was in the old indies at least it was never popularized for an elite social class but now over here it was marketed to that class it was we had to pay tickets to listen to you know a form of worship um if you would call it for the gang don't at me please Mm -hmm. uh but and i think that's just uh why i was a little confused because um i'm making decisions now that make me i guess oh my god i this is like i have a thought i don't know where it's going but we're having an improvisation but i it's just i don't know what to do you know i want to enjoy this music Mm -hmm. but i know at the back of my heart that like oh we're gentrifying sufism right and that was gonna be that was gonna be my question coming up is that is this this is, is, is this what the, this is? Are we like gentrifying Sufism slash? Are we almost? I don't want to say. Is like is this us appropriating our own culture? No. I don't think that's the right term for that, it. That's definitely not the right term. But I do feel like this is gentrification, where you take something that 
inherently belongs to the poor class, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and belo- and it's a form of solace, even. Mm-hmm. And then you grow, you learn of its traditions, and you're like, oh, this is what I'm missing out on. How can I capitalize? And this is where a lot of my dissonance comes from as well i would seem to like that word a lot i don't know if i'm using it in the right context i just used it a lot in a lot of literature reviews so like (laughs) it's just ptsd from that (laughs) i'm so sorry but yeah um so i guess our takeaway point is are we gentrifying sufism kids what are your thoughts call in We should actually do that next time. Yeah, do you think sh- anybody's actually going to call in, though? We should, like, set it up. True. Oh, my God, guys. Oh. Just pretend not to know. us. Yeah. Suspend your disbelief. That'd be pretty cool. Um, no, but on a serious note, I think that's a very valid question. I think that's something that I'd love to dig into a little more, right? Yeah. Because I'm, you know, I value what you're saying about this so much because mm-hmm. I have never been exposed to the Sufi tradition of Qawwali, even when I was a kid in Pakistan, mm-hmm. right? I was born there, lived there for a few years, and then um, even when I didn't, I went back every year in the summertime, yeah. and this was just not something that I had ever been exposed to. I I guess just not something my family did. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really know where it comes from. So to hear about the origins of this and see where it's placed right now is it's interesting right and it Mm. does create a bit of that internal conflict because you want to be able to connect especially as a diaspora you want to be able to connect back to your roots yeah but you don't want to do it in a way that's so inauthentic exactly and i think um that's the inauthenticity is where my confusion arises too and you know what so we've decided that oh, we feel bad. There's this thing of like, are we gentrifying it? Are we appropriating our own people? But then at the end of the day, the fact that we're calling it inauthentic, is that even a problem? Do you get what I mean? You know how we're like, oh, okay, this is inauthentic. Mm -hmm. But this is um, a music form that's meant for us. So why can't we evolve with it, right? Why can't we set it for the modern world at the end of the day there's no right or wrong answer to this right it's what are your intentions with it if your intentions are to market it only to um a a certain class of people and take that music form away from the very people that invented it then again we're doing something wrong there and we need to fix it Mm -hmm. if we're just evolving it evolve going with the flow and you know, going with the changes that are happening and, and using it for a modern world, then perhaps that's okay. And I think that's why we vibe so much with Coke Studio. It takes mm-hmm. something um, that's from our culture, mm-hmm. um, adds a modern twist to it. Whether people like it or not, you do have to recognize that it's making waves it, globally. It, it definitely is. And the fact that kids like us oh my god not kids <laughs> young adults like us um, can connect with it funny story there yes so i'm i'm 24 years old okay um over the weekend i went to an escape room and this man looked at me and he goes <laughs> are you over 16 <laughs> like part of me wants to be like wow i look young but i know for a fact i do not look that young like i was pretty offended i was like dude are you kidding sometimes me sometimes right you do no, I do not. Sometimes you do. 
I think this might be the end of our friendship. Oh my god, guys. Okay, scrap the podcast. <laughs> scrap the whole thing. <laughs> so sorry I had to end this way. <laughs> 28 minute mark and we're done. Damn. That's all it took. <laughs> no, jokes aside. Um, Back to what we were talking about. <laughs> what were we talking about? I don't know. Um, Coke Studio. Young people, you know. Kids. We're not kids, but we're young people. We're young adults. Woke Studio. I'm just going to keep interjecting and be like, Woke Studio. Watch, like, by the end of this recording session, that's what we're going to end up calling our podcast. Woke Studio. (laughs) How much you want to bet? Let's place bets right now. Guys, no. I don't want to call it Woke Studio. That's such a joke. It is. Oh, my God. Also, people who use the term woke in real life, that's really cringy. It's like, oh, my God, he's so woke. Like, Uh, congrats, he's awake. Yeah. Ew. Um, I don't know. Sometimes, I, not sometimes, actually. Just... <laughs> don't <laughs> What? I don't know. I just, oh, I, I know just where your train of thought is going. Or do you, though? Because I was going to say, um, it would be cool if we were, like, video recording this so people could see our facial expressions. I oh because I make, like, my face is, like, very expressive and I make really good cringe <laughs> faces. So. Oh, yeah, that can be, like, the I'd cover. I'd to see that. Yes. Our cringe faces. You know what? That's what, like, half my pictures turn out like anyways, so I'm down for that. Yeah, she's just, like, being modest. Her Instagram is goals. Yeah, that's, like, one good picture out of a hundred. Oh, my God. Faces. Wow, take the compliment. You're so annoying. Also, some something somebody told me this weekend is that I don't know how to take compliments, and I think this is a pattern, so I think they might be okay, right. So, instead of a podcast, this is just a therapy session for Humna. <laughs> so, again, she made this about herself. I just want to point that out sorry i haven't (laughs) been to therapy in a while oh my god perhaps that's another topic for another day how brown kids cope yes with parents that don't believe (laughs) in any mental illness yep fun times fun times cool so um oh wanted to throw something in there uh, since we were talking about coke studio the opening music on our track mm. is actually the opening to runaway um, such a good track Carola yeah did such a good job it's on coke studio season 11 and it is beautiful and also goodness they are just they're so incredible their voices are amazing and to see it mashed up with yeah. you know Pakistani music was it was pretty incredible and I think it's a really good opening for what we're hoping to be a merging of western identity and our eastern identity mm-hmm. we'll meet in totally. the Atlantic Ocean totally a little boat yeah on on that note of coke studio season 11 though um I'm kind of disappointed in this season what are your thoughts Roha uh I feel like there's some hits that I really liked like what like Abida Praveen's Balagal Olabe Kamalehi, I've wept. Okay, okay <laughs> listening yes. to that, it was yes. such a good rendition. Abradal Huck's Bale Bale, I don't know who he sang that with. Mm-hmm. So good once again. Um, I don't think you're listening to the right ones, man. Maybe and okay, I like the Abida Praveen ones, but also like it's hard to dislike anything with Abida Praveen because yeah. she's a freaking legend she's iconic right so good um so i liked hers i really liked runaway but outside of that i've just been like i've been more or less disappointed like i expected better from ali hamza right 
Yeah. Like, can we look at previous tracks, right? Tanakun was amazing. Parchanade freaking kills me every time. Can we talk about Parchanade just on its own? Oh, because, like, yes. that story messes me up. Bruh. I think that's a whole episode where we go into, like... Can we talk about, like, Punjabi folk stories? Yes. And I can yes. just be, like bring my inner Punjabi out can you talk about them I'm yes, so I'm not Punjabi please. I'm a I'm a Karachi girl uh my family's from like Hyderabad Dakkan in India so I don't know any of these cool Punjabi things but Roha's always telling me about them Roha's always <laughs> educating me and I love the way she tells these stories oh to me it makes me fall in love with Pakistani folklore so I think we're definitely oh, gonna have an episode oh dedicated to that thank you I would love to take that on let's do it yeah cool so i think this has been a pretty great first episode i think along the way we've lined up a few (laughs) upcoming episodes for ourselves as well god grant us the time Mm -hmm. still no name but we can work with that right yeah we can i think we can i hoped you liked our little pilot yes yes it's how did you describe this earlier? Please, I can't do it justice, so you're going to Oh, my God. So we wanted to call uh, this episode After the Storm, and that's just a play on words on Hassan Minhaj's stand-up uh, show that we watched called Before the Storm because um, ha- <laughs> this is so weird to say, but After the Storm is basically Hamna and I's love child. Um in regards to all the rants we have all the time so we met a couple years Mm -hmm. ago and what i like about our relationship is we have good conversations and this little passion project is um what those conversations have made so yeah it's basically our love child uh we don't know what to name it uh perhaps we can name it in the tradition that i was named we can go to some man and uh, give him the birthday of this and ask the first letter. It was like a very complex oh, wow. thing. We'll talk about that. You want to know how I was named? How? Um, around the time my mom was pregnant, some Arab sheikh had a daughter named Hamna. And my grandma was like, that's it. That's what my first grandchild <laughs> oh is going to be God. named. So okay, yeah. My parents went on like some quest. Oh, wow. Was, okay, that's a whole other story. Well, my but parents yeah. didn't even get to pick my name. Not that I'm mad about it. I actually like my name. Um, it's just that it's you know the most Muslim name ever. You know that, right? Ham? Nah. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> oh my god! What the hell, <laughs> dude? <laughs> no, no. I made that joke when I met you. I don't know why you forgot. I forget a lot of things. Oh my god. <laughs> It's good because that means I'm always entertained. You can keep saying the same old shit to me and I'll be like, wow, every single time. Guaranteed entertainment. Oh my God. I'm very Guys, I'm not single. Hit oh my us God. up. We'll Stop. give you our numbers if you like no, what no, she's no, no, talking no, no, no. about. We're, we're not doing this. We're we not are. doing this. Shadi.com. <laughs> I'm going to throw Minder up. didn't work. <laughs> Bruh. Okay. Um, so before Hamna decides to end my life right here in this recording studio, I think it's time to sign off. Thank you for listening to us, if you are, whoever you are. Yeah, shout out to our listeners. Um, I think I'm gonna I, once we're done. I think I'm gonna send this out to a few people and like get their thoughts on bro, it. Bro, so am I. Yes. Also, so I'm sorry, I call you bro. Got, Is that okay? That's fine. You can call me bro anytime. Thanks, dude. Give me a give bye. Me a bump. Yeah. Bye is too much. 
Yeah, buys too much. That's Don't. what Pakistani women call their husbands before marriage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my lord, guys. Um, also, before we end here. I just wanted to say that I have been trying to convince Roja to do a stand-up routine <laughs> yeah. for the last year. This girl does not listen to me. Oh my God. Guys, if I'm not one, funny. She's freaking hilarious. So I'd just like to say that if you think she's funny, you should probably <laughs> comment on whatever platform we post this on and convince her please to do a stand-up. Please comment on Facebook. Please you like and it. subscribe. It's you stop it. it. Sponsored by Amna. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out to Amna. Nabiha's gonna be mad. We didn't bring her up. No, Hera's gonna be mad because we didn't name drop her. Damn it. Do it. Should I? No. No, I'm not gonna do that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. All right. Shout out to all of our friends. I don't know why we're giving you shout outs. Not like you did anything for this. Honestly, except gave us like trauma. Yeah, that's all they ever do. Right? Oh my God. Okay, cool. Uh, that's enough of hating on our friends. They're lovely people, but you know. Lovely people. They're gorgeous amazing so funny <laughs> hilarious they are funny though they are they're hilarious i mean that's why i hang out um, why do you hang out with me because i'm not funny at all you're the only one that laughs at my jokes and that's a wrap on our first episode folks until next time